Welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae from Acme Acres, and I'm here with my co-host Susan Sanders from Sustainable Sue. And it's going to get crazy today because you want to talk about drama. No, I don't. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) Not to be dramatic, but this is going to literally be super, super, super uncomfortable. Yeah. I I think for, for... everybody it is because i i do think that drama is part of like the human condition um i want to know specifically what because there's like so many types of drama or like viewpoints of drama what were what is your specific one that you were thinking about when you wanted to talk about this like a specific example of drama yes so do you mean like gossip do you mean like super intense emotions do you mean uh the intricacies of human interactions i mean chaos and disorder of our environment and relationships okay and so that looks to me a couple different ways um so when (laughs) Uh, it could be the drama and chaos. Like I consider drama to be when my physical environment is disordered. Mm. And that could be like when we come home from vacation and suitcases are half unpacked because the laundry's running. I don't know what's clean. I don't know what's dirty. Have to sort all that out. The mail's piled up. We've got to pick up the dog. Like I don't have order. Oh. That feels dramatic to me. Huh. Um, I also feel drama is when there's discord in relationships. And this is what really makes me not want to have this conversation. Like, I want to lay my head down on the table, but what's in front of me right now is the <laughs> microphone, and that's going to be a big funk. <laughs> um, so I am literally trying to breathe and telling myself, stay open, mm-hmm. stay open to the conversation, don't shut down. When there are problems to solve, I feel like I need to step in and solve them because I'm so uncomfortable with the drama and chaos. And I know this comes from dysfunctional dysfunction when I was raised. Because one thing I've learned in therapy is there's this concept of the drama triangle where there is a persecutor a victim, and then, bum, 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 the rescuer. Spoiler, I am a rescuer. (laughs) And without that rescuer, the triangle doesn't exist. Hmm. So I find value in that drama triangle. And so whenever anyone has a problem, I just hop, skip, and a jump straight into the drama and engage in that goddamn drama triangle again and I'm so frustrated by this because I say all I want is peace I tell everybody and their mother I just want peace I want serenity and then I bebop and scat straight over and be the rescuer that is my default interesting I've never heard of that concept at all and I have a completely like different definition of of drama in my head so this is like I'm very intrigued 
I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> Tell me what you think of when you think of drama. I think of any Bravo television show. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> gossip. Um, people that show their emotions in very visceral ways. Um, so that's like on the non-negative side. Um, I think taking things personally can be drama because mm -hmm. we create it <laughs> after we take it personally. I, I would never think of, because I, I hear you say drama and then chaos. And that is interesting. I've never thought of it. I, I definitely see that drama causes chaos for sure. So they are definitely connected in my brain. I've never thought about it in that way before. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. So you alluded to the fact that you can have negative and non-negative ways drama presents itself. Well, I think the way that I think about it is we, and I say we, and I should just say I, because I don't know what everyone thinks. Um, I had this narrative in my head of people are dramatic when they xyz um and most of the time it was just they showed their feelings in a very physical visceral vocal way mm. and sometimes that is that person is dramatic mm -hmm. but sometimes that's just them having a their own like specific to them human response to a situation mm -hmm. and i need to like remove myself from that place of judgment and like let them live their life. If they're not affecting me, I can let them be dramatic about it all they want. And if they're not asking me yes. to give them reality or my opinion, I need to shut up and just let them, you know, that's how they react to this. Yes. And that's okay for them. I don't need to join them in that. Right. But, you know, I, I think that that used to be a very negative thing in my brain. And I would like roll my eyes at these mm -hmm. people and, you know. I, there is a certain amount that's true in that if someone's being negative, but if mm -hmm. someone is just like overly feeling a specific thing and I don't necessarily feel that way, which is like most stuff, um, <laughs> <laughs> I need to chill out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The visual that I have worked on with a therapist around this is, and keep in mind, I grew up in Indiana, so there's the idea of tornadoes. <laughs> Because I think of the person being dramatic is just the whirling dervish, the tornado that is ripping down the wide open country road. Huh. And I continually get sucked into this drama. Oh. And it is super, like, imagine yourself just being tumbled around in a dryer in inside that yeah. cyclone, inside yeah. that tornado. I know a cyclone's not a tornado, don't at me. Inside that tornado. So... What we worked out, and this is like a literal visualization that I will, I can do in the moment with that person or in a meditation or in, in, in the bathroom if I'm hiding in, in work or whatever, <laughs> is that I can walk along in the meadow next to that person. They can be their whirling dervish down the middle of the road, but I've got that ditch that's right there the whirling dervish can't hop the ditch I'm just going to be walking along in the meadow I don't have to shut that person out of my life and completely ignore their drama and not but and I don't need to get sucked into it 
This is this is very interesting because I do not feel that way at all. Okay, <laughs> tell me how. I mean, think? I used to be the drama. You were the whirling dervish. I was the drama for a. I mean, most of my life up until sobriety. I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that in certain people's minds, I might still be. I don't know. It's none of my business what other people think of me at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that I'm not living a life like that anymore. So I can definitely see. I know those type of people. Um, I don't feel that way at all. Um, if you are drama, I'm, you're not going to be in my life. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to say if you like have a serious issue in your life that is dramatic and intense that doesn't mean I'm going to meet like if my friend has an issue or like this has not happened. But if someone's like, I'm getting a divorce and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be with my husband anymore and here's what happened and whatever. I'm not going to cut you out of my life because of that. Mm-hmm. But if you are someone who is a tornado mm-hmm. and who is the drama and I've, I've do this a lot and now I'm better at seeing who these people are before I start to feel the wind. Before you go down the road. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And this kind of goes back to like my thought process on um, spiritual gangster mm-hmm. in our episode when sure we talked does. about that, like, absolutely not. So I, if it's family, um, I just disconnect, mm-hmm. like I'm not going to add to it. So I definitely agree with that. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be in that scenario. I'm not going to go out into the open field. I'm going to go stay at my house two states away right. you know what i mean like That's we're good here move out of the Midwest. <laughs> yeah like we're chill we're chill yeah. over here um so i'm i don't like cut family members out of my life but i stop interacting with them on like that kind of a familiar basis yeah and i think i needed some sort of visualization to get me to not cut people out of my life because hmm. that is my mo like oh. if you burn me then it i will burn it to the ground and there is no recovery from it it's funny because i don't see that as a bad thing but I, but I, i'm not you so yeah. like i have a very different approach to it than that mm-hmm. and i've done very different things in my past than you so it's interesting yeah. to hear that like that's something you don't want to do I I don't understand how to disconnect without burning it to the ground. So that's what I'm working on because I have this bimodal black and white thinking of, you know, we're, we're functional or I burnt it to the ground, but this is a way that I don't have to change you. Yeah, yeah. That is my disconnecting. I'm just going to be over here. You go ahead and do your thing. I don't need to come in and fix it. Yeah. See, I, and that, I think that's the difference is I don't have that piece of that triangle that you were talking about. Like I, right. I don't you never give had a to shit. go in and fix it. <laughs> no, yeah. there's nothing for me to fix. <laughs> yeah. So let me, let me ask this question. Cause well, let me give you an example first and then I'm going to ask if you have an example. So we went to dinner with my daughter a couple of weeks ago and she is frustrated with one of her professors and this is happening and that's happening. And immediately I'm like, okay, she's the victim. He's the persecutor. I'm the rescuer. And I wanted to go into problem solving mode of, you know, talk to this person. What's the path of escalation? What have you done? Tick, 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 tick. And like fixing it and engaging in, she was being quite dramatic Uh as 20 year olds are wont to do, you know, they're still developing their brains. I wanted to go in and swoop in and fix it because I'm super uncomfortable with this drama. Like, 
I just want to enjoy my burrata, please. Like, you're ruining my cheese. Interesting. So how do you... So if Luke was having just... if Maybe he's just venting about a struggle with some point of business yeah. that he's working on. Yeah. How does that play out for you? Yeah, I, I always ask, do you just want to talk or do you need to brainstorm this? Uh-huh. Like, if someone doesn't ask for my advice, I don't give it. Yeah. Because I don't care. Their problems are their problems. And if they just want to vent about it, awesome. Yes. And if they good. want my opinion, I'll give it, but I'll preface it with like, this is what I would do and I'm not you. So you yeah. know, take that into consideration. Um, yeah. No, I just don't have that piece. I would just look at that person and be like, that sounds hard. And I would eat my cheese. Right. Because that's my opposite end of the spectrum. Like, I just don't really give a shit. And like, not in a bad way. Yeah. I just that's that sounds hard and it does but if you're not asking me to help you fix it then I'm just gonna be here I'm gonna say that sounds really hard I'm sure that's frustrating yeah cheese yeah cheese to mouth (laughs) how does that show up in your relationships with in terms of the idea of what we're talking about conscious contact staying in relationships um is that your way of protecting yourself do you feel like that helps you or hurts you when you show up in relationships uh, yeah, I, I think it can be both. I think sometimes I don't hear someone when they're saying something to me. Uh, and that's why I try to clarify it now. Like, do you just want to vent? And yeah. the people that I have in my life, the friends that I have in my life, they know who I am and that's what I really value. And I know who they are and they will preface it. Like I'll answer the phone and they'll be like, Hey, I just need to vent. Yeah. You know, or, hey, I need your opinion on this. Like, I, I have one friend who I'm thinking of, and I, she knows who she is. I don't need to mention her. But she'll... If you're listening, you know who you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. She called me yesterday, and she's like, hey, I need your advice. And yeah. she'll call me sometimes and just say, hey, I need to vent. And I do the same thing with her, because it's setting that expecta- expectation beforehand helps me listen in a different way also. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I... My life is so drama free when it wasn't for like literally the entirety of it prior to like five years ago Mm -hmm. I'm I don't keep people in my life that are drama all the time I just don't Mm -hmm. um and they have other people they can be friends with I don't need to they're not going to be missing out on something if I'm not in their life and I'm not tolerating them right you know what I mean like I can have compassion for them and understand what they're going through and see them as a sick person if all they are is drama but that doesn't mean you get to be in my life Right. Yeah. Like if I see you on the street, I'll, I'll say what's up, you know, but you don't get like, I'm not going to call you to have coffee and you're not going to come over to my house and hear my darkest secrets. Like you don't get that. (laughs) Well, you can still be kind to people without engaging in the drama that's not working for you. And that's what I hear you saying repeatedly is it worked until it didn't. Yeah. 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 And I mean, at the same time, there are some people that I've come across like I'm probably not going to interact with you if I see you on the street because I know who you are. You've shown me multiple times who you are. Yeah. And I don't want to be around that type of person. Like I can mm-hmm. see you as sick and I, I pray for you, but I'm not bringing that into my life. I don't even want to speak with you anymore mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. And, and that's, I'm not going to go tell you to go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? So you're not going to burn it down. Super weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to say anything. I'll just quit talking to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, some like, 
if we had a deep relationship and this happened, see that, that is the kicker too. Like if we have a deep relationship, I'm going to tell you, Hey, I feel like you've been a lot of drama recently. Is there something I can help you with? Mm -hmm. Like, I really care about you and this doesn't seem like it's benefiting you at all. I'll have that conversation with you. And I have had with friends. Yeah. But if we don't really know each other, and every sure. time we meet, it's just a shit show of what's wrong. And this person did this. And have you heard this? And yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to quit texting you. <laughs> yeah, because the the victim side of the drama triangle is very frustrating to me. Mm. Because I think that if you're not willing to do something about it, you can't bitch about it. Yeah. Um, And... Again, this whole drama triangle wouldn't exist. Drama, and therefore in my mind, drama wouldn't exist if we weren't victims, if we weren't persecutors, yeah, yeah. and we weren't trying to rescue people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anyone in your life that is, um, or any examples of a persecutor? Like someone that is just constantly railing on issues, people, etc.? No, I mean, maybe me. <laughs> I just, just because I always try to offer an alternative viewpoint, if people are going down the road of like a political issue or a mm. food issue or whatever, I definitely, I'm not, not a person like that word sounds very intense. And I see what you mean that it is in that triangle. Yeah. I say that it is myself because I do try to offer a different viewpoint or if I do feel strongly about something specific like mm-hmm. uh factory farm chicken you know like I will <laughs> definitely rail on that if given the opportunity <laughs> yeah see that's interesting and I agree that persecutor is a very strong word and I don't see you as that Be- and I think that is partly because I don't see you engaging in drama at all I try not to um I'm the not per- perfect, so don't, like, let's not start there. <laughs> don't make me out to be an angel, Susan, because I definitely am not. The, the idea of persecutor that I'm thinking of is when we were talking about the extremism episode where you're just not willing to engage in hearing what anybody else has to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have anybody in my life like that because I don't want that in my life. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I have, I have very intense boundaries around that just because I was all of all three of those things mm-hmm. I was the entire t- triangle right. you know what I mean like therefore the tornado. Yes. yeah it was it was rough and I don't want that in my life like it just that's not part of my value system that's not good for my sobriety mm-hmm. um I <laughs> it doesn't it's like junk food yeah like I don't want junk food people in my life. Mm. Yeah. Cause it just, it doesn't feel good. And I'm an introvert anyway. Like if we're going to be friends, I am willing to like give up my alone time to be with you. I don't want to feel depleted after I leave you. Like if I feel depleted after I leave you, I'm just not going to make one-on-one plans with you. I might chill with you in a group. Right. And that's what I'll try to do with people that I do find like value in their viewpoints or some of the things that they have to say, but I just won't make plans with them mm-hmm. one-on-one because um, I don't feel the need to get that close to them. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not that I'm I, – I hope this doesn't come off as sounding like I'm trying to be disingenuine. I think that's the word. Disingenuous. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
with these people and act like I'm friends with them when I'm not, I, I, I make it pretty clear where people stand with me. Like I'm not super familiar with people that I don't know that well. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I don't hate anyone. I have lots of acquaintances. Well, this is something that we probably need to include in our friends series yeah. friends episode is there are different levels. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And well, I just, I don't interact with people on a consistent basis that are persecutors or victims or rescuers. Right. Cause like, Except I just me. don't have that, but it's not, that's not the same, not in this relationship. And I'm sure you show up as a rescuer in, in different scenarios with different people, but I don't, that is not our friendship. Right. And I, you know, I, I'm joking, but it's something that I'm truly working on and I don't want to show up as a rescuer. Yeah, Cause yeah. if I go back to the, uh, previous example with my daughter me launching into all of that is is suppressing two things suppressing two things number one maybe she just wanted to vent as you were saying before and me launching into the solution completely shuts down her sharing any sort of feelings yeah yeah and that is not who I want to be now um, I know her and the last thing she was going to say is feelings, feelings, feelings. Uh-huh. So I'm also not going to go down the road of like, let's explore all of your feelings over our barata yeah. because she'd be like, oh, Jesus, I'm not going to share shit with her because we're going to have to talk about feelings. Yeah, over yeah. Uh-huh. So the second thing that I would be suppressing is her ability to solve her own shit. Yeah. She is a very capable young woman mm-hmm. and me just swooping in. Yeah doesn't acknowledge that Mm. and so engaging in that drama doesn't serve me yeah it doesn't serve her yeah and so that is why I really I'm working very hard to do that and the way it shows up is I just feel that squirrely need to do (laughs) So, for example, when we dropped her off at college, I just was feeling squirrely and uncomfortable, and I couldn't figure out what it was. But you know what was the clue for me? I felt like the middle of August was a wonderful time to clean out the garage, to clean out the attic. Excuse me, <laughs> which is not air conditioning and uh, hot as hell. Yeah. And I pulled the stairs down. I climbed halfway up, and I'm like am I doing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to clean up the attic I don't need to put anything in order yeah I don't need like I just needed to figure out like I'm uncomfortable with how things were left because she still had them some things she needed to do yeah but you know what Janae we don't need to solve it all for her no yeah and I'm telling myself this as much as you and all the listeners she probably doesn't want me to solve everything for her yeah yeah. I don't need to rescue her. She doesn't need to be rescued. Yeah. Hi, it's Susan from SustainableSue.com. On the Conscious Contact podcast, we talk a lot about below the surface level and what things feel like and what change might mean and how we approach the need to change. And once we decide that something different needs to happen, a lot of times we're frozen. And I've worked with a lot of people, but mainly women that get stuck on where to start. So what I did is created some resources 
pulled them together in the Sustainable You program. Basically, it's 15 to 20 minute lessons that break down where you could start to begin to live a life you don't need to escape. There's health and fitness, there's mental well-being, there's environmental surroundings, there's habit change. You could take them all together or individually at your own pace. So if that's something that sounds like it might be interesting for you, and now you just want to figure out where to start, head over to sustainablesue.com slash course, and we'll get started today. Yeah, I, I, when I'm sitting here thinking of like overarching themes and stuff, like drama to me, like the more we talk about it is like taking other people's stuff personally, taking their personal stuff personally and making it our problem. That's right. Yeah, we're taking it from their lap and bringing it into our lap. Yes, whether that's allowing them to gossip, whether it's allowing them to whirl in a tornado and us get involved, like whether it's allowing ourselves to interact with that. Like, again, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is not healthy either. Um, But I just don't care. I just don't care enough to like Mm -hmm. bring that in. And I have my life very compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. from other people's stuff. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that I don't have close friends that I worry about and check in on and mm-hmm. that they are part of my life. So let, I'm going to stop you there and yeah. ask you to talk about how that shows up in our relationship. Cause you know that I take everything personally Yes, and I know you're aware of it. Yeah. So I do know you give a shit cause you're aware of it. Yeah. So yeah. how does that show up? I I try to be cognizant of like how I say things, which is just so out of my comfort zone because I Mm -hmm. like I don't know. And it it is like I joke a lot that I probably have Ashburgers, but I mean honestly, I just don't really understand how I come off to people a lot of the times. It's not that I'm ignoring it and I worked on this in therapy to make sure that I wasn't just like an egotistical narcissist (laughs) that didn't realize how I was treating other people. Cause it's not even if I'm treating someone bad or whatever, I just don't, I don't care enough about people's perceptions of me Mm -hmm. 90% of the time to think about how I'm going to come off to them. I just am. Mm -hmm. And if they have an issue with it, I, I perceive that as their issue. So knowing that's where you're coming from and knowing my oversensitive. I have to act in antithesis of that in my, my own way. And and we've had, you've given me some really good feedback that has been spot on. Was that hard to give that? Feedback? Oh my God. Did you have to think about it a lot? <laughs> Did you practice? I Did you... prayed about it. <laughs> yeah. These are the things I want to get, get at. Yes. Yeah. Like I just, I truly was like, God, please help me to show up and say this in the most, like, get to the root of what I'm really trying to say to mm. her in the kindest, most gentle, positive way and help me yeah. find those words because I'm not good at that because um, I just say what it is and then I'm just right. like, if you take it the wrong way, well, that's your fucking problem. Like, right. and not not even with that aggression most of the time, but, like, at the core of it, that's that's just... Well, how I really feel it has to be because my overreaction is my stuff. A hundred percent. Your job to make me feel a certain way. Yes. 
It's no one's job. To, you can't make someone feel a certain way. I like if you take yes. anything from this podcast ever, <laughs> right. no one can make you feel right. Anything. Eleanor Roosevelt was right. Yeah. Like your response to things is your shit. Yes. And it's still your responsibility to make sure you're saying it in the way that you intend to say yes it. like it's on me to make sure that yeah. I'm living my values and saying it kindly yeah so I'm gonna call bullshit on you Janae I think you do give a shit <laughs> I think you give a shit about me no 100% and we have it recorded yeah you see no backseas right <laughs> but that that is the thing like I that is how I'm able to not give a shit I How? think is Same that more. I know that I'm trying my best as a human to be kind yes, and to not overstep my boundaries and to, you know, be yeah. gentle with people. Yeah. Um, so if you take it in an aggressive way, like, yeah, I'm going to, listen to your grievance about it and like definitely take that to heart and think about how I said it to you and, and see if there's something in there that I could have done better. Cause I like to be teachable. I like to learn if right. I need to respond differently, then that is on me. But when you interrogate all that, I came from where I meant to. Yeah. I said it how I said yeah. it. That's just going to sit on the table for you to deal with. Exactly. And I I've said that to people agree. before. Like I, yeah. I have just followed up with, I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry that that is how you took that. And I'm not negating your feelings. Your feelings are valid, but yeah. I meant it in this way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because communication has three branches to it. And I think God, drama yeah. is all about communication. Yeah. It is how you said it, mm -hmm. how I heard it. Yep. And then the swirly thing that happens in between yep. when you said it and I heard it. Yeah. And it's just fascinating. Um, Trauma I just find to be fascinating and I don't want any part of it. Yeah. yeah. And I continually, you know, it's like when, when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Oh my God. Yeah. Every time someone says something, I'm like, oh, how can I fix it? <laughs> Man, it's so funny. Like just how different we are and how people can be in general. Cause like I run the other way. I'm like, <laughs> oh, that sounds tough. See you tomorrow. Like. Because if someone doesn't ask me for help, like, yep. I know that just from personal experience and my, own, again, my own viewpoint mm -hmm. and how I take things, if I don't ask someone for advice, yeah, I don't really want it. And then if they give it, I'm probably like, okay, yeah, I'm going to listen to you. Thank you very much. I know that that came from a good place. And I take that from, mm -hmm. I look at who they are in that perspective yes. and I take that and I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, I'm thinking, like, I didn't need that. Like, I didn't ask you for that. I'm sorry that you felt like you needed to step up and and solve this problem for this unsolvable problem. Right. That really is probably I need to, like, go pray and meditate and go back to therapy. Like, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, it's also interesting that you, because you, if, the, the role, if roles were reversed and someone is giving me all this unsolicited advice... I'd be like, what in the world am I putting out that you feel like you needed to say that to me? Like, what vibe? What am I saying? Yeah. How do I look? Um, <laughs> it is funny because, like, I wouldn't think about that at all. Right. I'd be thinking because about them and their is, stuff. Yeah. That is their <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating, uh, especially considering we have so many rock solid similarities yeah. in how we were raised. Yeah. Yeah. How we live our lives now. Yeah. And how disparated those experiences can be the experiences and responses yeah. yeah yeah 
and that we both find the solution Mm -hmm. to be the same. The connection with the moment of what does our higher power mean for us to get out of this? Yes. And the (laughs) the answer is stop it. (laughs) I mean, truly. Yeah. All of it. Be silent. Um, (laughs) Most of the time. And I cannot tell you about the enough about the power of the pause. Yeah. First thought wrong. Yeah. You know, this just came up yesterday <laughs> at work. Something happened on a meeting and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to zippity doo dah in cyclone down the road. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And I literally stepped away from my desk, got on my bike. That's when you saw me blow the red light. <laughs> or not it's blow so the funny red. that I, I didn't. And you said that and I was like, you just told on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, I'm and, not the cops. It's fine. Right. And by the time I got back to my desk, I was like, this monkey isn't mine. Mm. And Dude. I let it simmer overnight. And now I know what to do. Yeah. And I don't always need that long of a pause. Um, sometimes it's much quicker, but, you know, it takes what it takes. A hundred percent. And I definitely still fall into like old be old patterns of behavior Mm -hmm. if things get too calm and life is too good which i mean it always is but if i notice it a little too much some wild part of me and i'm sure this goes back to like my alcoholism or childhood trauma or something because all of it does um (laughs) but i'll be like i feel like i need to just start a fight not physically but like I feel like I need to just have an attitude with Luke for no reason that's when I feel like I I need to start a project oh I need to clean out a drawer oh do you or do you just need to get quiet yeah like what am I trying to distract myself from when I'm doing that and why am I uncomfortable without drama yeah and it's projecting I mean a hundred percent like I mean that's what gossip is is projecting that's it's it's a way to cope with something that you don't want to deal with and well, I even think it's a way to either persecute someone or be a victim. So-and-so did this to me. Uh, or did you see what she did? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely think gossip is a strong, um, that could be, you know, its own discussion. I think it's on our brainstorm list. Yeah, it is. Topics to cover. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's. Do you. That's gross. Because um, like I do indulge in. And it's a very different type of trashy TV than you. And I'm assuming, but just, that's just because I think I know already. Mm-hmm. Um, do you watch like reality TV? Hell yes. We are going to go into this more because we want, I want to talk about guilty pleasures that aren't. Yeah. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. See, I, I just want to vomit. Religiously. Oh, I've never watched a single episode <laughs> of, of any of that type of stuff. Like any dating yeah drama stuff because it just looks so painful to me like it just makes me sad yes like it makes me hurt for these people and how unloved they feel Mm -hmm. and it it's just weird to me but at the same at the same time like I'm weird to other people because my version of like reality trash tv is like true crime shows oh I love that too like I just oh yeah like I watched this um, new, it's on Hulu, um, some new Chris Watts um, interviews. He's the guy that killed his wife and his daughters, like in 2018, I think. Okay. Um, it, 
I, I've heard the story a million times. I already know what happened. I already know whatever. But this is like new information. Yeah. And it's like candy to me for sure. And we'll talk yes. about that on Guilty Pleasures. But I think it ties into drama too. Like I do like drama in that capacity because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, my God, how crazy it is that yeah. he killed his wife. And this is how their life was. And he was cheating on her with this person and then he thought he needed to kill all of them to have a new life and it's just well that's how i feel so interesting bachelor and bachelorette because how do you think you're going on a show meet your partner and these people know what they're getting into i mean it's been going on for 20 some seasons don't tell me they don't know what they're getting into i agree and it's like i think the bachelor and the bachelorette are like the least of the evils of these shows like there's one and i'm not joking susan this is on, I think it's Hulu, or it might be HBO or something. It's called Fuckboy Island. I know. I have not watched it, but I know. I just saw the name. What in the world? And I'm what like, are, doing? are you joking? Why are we lifting up bad people? Like, I just don't, I don't understand that in general. Yes. And it is just this weird, it, it is foreign to me just because of, again, like my coping mechanisms and how I live my life is to cut all of that out. Yes. I've had enough of that to last me a lifetime. Yeah. I was the drama. I was right. all of that for so long. Yeah. I just have less tolerance for it now. It doesn't mean I don't indulge in it, mm-hmm. but it's just, it doesn't make me feel good like it used to. Like I, right. I'm, I watched that kind of stuff in the past, but like, that's cause that's, that was a, it was a reflection of my life. <laughs> right. And alcoholic thinking, alcoholic behavior. Yeah. We do it until it stops working. Yeah. Cause it works until it doesn't. Yeah. It worked for a long time. Yes. Yeah. And now it doesn't. And now we're going to do something different. Yeah. And we slowly will not create a distaste for it, but you know, move away from it. Yeah. It, you know, we hope anyway. Yeah. Yes. That's the goal. Yes. And I'm working on it. I get sucked back into it on the daily, but yeah, but now I'm recognizing it more and feeling it in my body, seeing it in examples. Um, when I take the moment to be spiritually fit, yeah, connect with my higher power, yeah, yeah. do the things that I know I need to do. That's why, you know, we talked about routines previously there are certain things in my routine that I know when they're missing, I'm more prone to get sucked into the drama. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it's not a schedule. Yeah. It, I need X, Y, and Z to on-ramp my day in yeah. order to stay spiritually fit. So that you can show up and be who you say you are. Right. Yeah. And who my higher power wants me to be. Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes Sue thinks she should be one thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a disaster. Yeah. But it doesn't matter if it happens at 6 a.m. or it happens at 10 a.m. or I'm starting my day over the th- for the third time yep. and it's 4 p.m. Yep. I finish a shit show of a day yep. and I want to show up differently because I don't yes. want to be that drama yes. for my partner. Yeah. And I have literally like gone back to bed, not gone back, but like rolled out of the bed the other direction just to uh-huh. have that. Uh-huh. physical example for myself yeah because I'm sick of being dramatic yes same stop, stop it yeah let's roll out of side out of bed the other side yeah it's and it's I I love when I get to that point where I'm annoyed with myself because I know that's when <laughs> I'm gonna take action and make a change that's right <laughs> so yeah. it ends up being good but I I do truly have to just get pissed off at myself like 
I don't, I know that I don't want to be this person. This is not a value I have. This is not who yes. I want to be. And I'm creating a routine to try to be someone very opposite of that, mm-hmm. this, but yet I'm still choosing to be this person. Right. So how do I stop that <laughs> from happening? Yes. And it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's a, a fluctuating wave graph, but it's, it is something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And we're, again, we're on opposite sides of the spectrum with it, but like, I just don't have time for that. Like, it's just not. And again, if this is a good friend that is the drama, I will have an honest, kind conversation with them about it and see Mm -hmm. how I can help them if there's something going on. Right. Because again, it's a symptom of something that's larger than that. But if I don't know this person very well, Mm -hmm. goodbye. I'm sorry. Like, I pray for you. I wish the best for you. There's no ill feelings on my end, like at all. Mm -hmm. But I just don't want to be around you. I don't need that in my life. And you don't need me to add to it. You're doing fine on your own, obviously, swirling around like a tornado. You don't need me to add to that. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's tough. It's all boundaries, man. Right? No wonder I'm uncomfortable. I know. Yeah. Any other thoughts about drama that you want to share with the gang? No, not really. Other than like, um, the only other thing I was thinking is I don't watch The Bachelor or any of that stuff. However, you give me a good period drama. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I give me some 1800s. Not Bridgerton. No, Susan. You mean more authentic. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Like what they do on stars. Like the Spanish princess. PBS masterpiece. Yep. And the BBC. And yes, like give me Love all it. of that. Like Sanditon from, um, I think it's on PBS Masterpiece. Or All Creatures Great and Small. Um, I will just make myself a note to like list um, all of my PBS See, I'm taking British-y. a note for what I want to watch. You're like, oh yeah, the listeners. My, uh, sorry, listeners. <laughs> I wasn't going to share that with you. <laughs> but it's, they're that's so great. good. And that's the type of drama that... I'm okay with. And it's funny because here's, and we'll get into this in guilty pleasures more, but Mm -hmm. here is my thing. If I'm watching drama or if I'm indulging in drama, I want there to be a solution at the end of it, not a fix, but I want to see the person learn from it Mm -hmm. and grow and be a better person. Yes. Uh I want to see a resolution, whether it's for, whatever part of that triangle that's involved. Yep. And that's why I love period dramas because the way that they were written, most of them are based on books or short plays or whatever. Mm-hmm. There is a resolution at the end of it. Like these people learn and grow and you see them like change and, or the bad guy gets their comeuppance. Yeah. Like, cause these are just old school. It's most of them are like really fancy morality tales. Uh huh. Of course, and yeah. it's a lot of it is like class system drama or love drama or country versus city, and yeah, that is the kind of stuff that I I like because I get to see the bandwidth that humans have, the capacity they have for growth, and I think that's the kicker I want to end on mm. is I'm cool with people being drama if I can see them learning and growing. Gotcha. Like, I don't throw away those people. I don't throw away people that recognize that this is wild and that they don't want to do this or whatever. I, people that don't see it, that they can't see it again, like, and this is another episode, like kind versus nice. It's not my place in the world to show it to them. 
Yeah. Because again, if they're not asking me for yeah. that, then I'm not going to give it to them. But like, if they can't see that this is crazy, mm-hmm. I don't want that around me. <laughs> well, I think there are three levels there. There are people that are working on it. There are people that are not aware of it. And there are yes. people that refuse to see it. Yes. Agreed. And those first two, we can work with that. Yes. The last one, absolutely not. You get goodbye. I like, I wish you well, and I pray for your healing. Um, and I hope that you can grow at some point. Um, but it's, everyone has the capacity to change, Yes, but it's not on me to change them. I just have to hope for the best. (laughs) That is beautiful. Everyone has the capacity to change. It's not up to me to change them. No. And most of the time, like, may I be a catalyst for them to change? Maybe, but it's not going to be because I tell them how to change. It's going to be because they're looking at how I live my life, hopefully. Right. And they see, oh, wow, like, she doesn't feel how I feel. What is she doing that I'm not doing? Right. And and that's where the the prayer, the saying goes, relieving the bondage of self. It's not about me saving you or rescuing you. It's may you get relief from your drama and may you know i'm a a safe place to come if that is what you need Yeah, you know what i mean like if you want to grow or change or talk about how i used to be crazy and i'm not as much anymore Mm -hmm. i'm always down to talk about that like if you want to talk about how much of a shit show i was and how i don't live that life anymore like let's get into it yeah and how that happened exactly yes yeah Oh, well, thank you for the excellent conversation. <laughs> that was so hard. And I just, I'm going to lighten it up here. Uh, in talking about drama and my recovery from drama, the light that is it in every week that I find, especially related to drama, is my spouse. He is a zero drama llama. Yes. He's a lot like you, like, oh God, you thought all that? And, <laughs> and, um, I'll be like, well, listen, it is buck wild in my mind. Yeah. Anytime you want to come along uh-huh. and he will say, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time this episode drops, it's going to be just a couple days before our anniversary. And is we, it? we will be married for 14 years. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe that we will, we've been together for that long. Um, but yeah, he's such a saving grace. Wow. Because he allows me to when we met, I was drama like uh-huh. chaos incorporated uh-huh. over here. <laughs> but he in a lot of times partners don't grow well together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or if one partner changes, it yeah. doesn't fit for the partnership. Yeah. So he, and I have been able to grow and change and become a truer version of myself in my relationship with mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And I really, really value that. Yeah. And he doesn't listen to this podcast, so he may never know I say this. Yeah. But I truly believe that. And it doesn't matter if he hears it or not. That's yeah. how strongly I feel about yes. it. So I love him. I'm going to, I'm following in that same vein. I'm, feeling the love. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. This'll, this'll be going out right around, uh, Luke's 40th. Oh, and we've been together for almost 10 years. Yeah. Um, and it, it is crazy. And I feel very much the same way. We just got, we got real lucky. Like, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) Yeah. we got, um, 
at the time, and I say this re- retrospectively, he was much more than I deserved. Yeah. Um, I was just everything that you said more. Um, and he has made me a better human. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, just from his non <laughs> participation in the craziness, because he's not crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I needed that. And it's, yeah, it's really cool because I see that not work out for a lot of people. Like someone changes a whole bunch and they don't yep. know how to fit together anymore. And that's sad. Like that's, that right. sucks. Um, but he has been like a trooper and still yeah. is because I'm still crazy. I don't take things personally, but I still overthink the hell out of stuff. So that's he right. is just like, I don't know what goes on inside your head, but I'm glad that it stays in there most of the time now. Uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and yeah, I'm. I'm lucky to have cultivated um, cultivated my values and my priorities and taken the time to put them into action mm. to where I'm the type of person that attracts a partner like that or yes. is deserving of a partner like that and has friends right like I have now yeah because um, that's I mean that's just miles away different from how it used to be yes. I love that. I love love. Me I love too. that sentiment. And I love our audience. Yeah. We want more of you audience people. So if you have someone that is a drama llama <laughs> and you want to introduce the topic to them. Uh, look at you being a rescuer. <laughs> oh, damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Anyway, if you like what we had to say, share it with somebody else. Help us grow our audience. And if you like what you heard, you might like what you read over on sustainablesue.com. Sign up to get the weekly essay, or you can connect with me on Instagram at sustainable underscore sue. Nice. Yes. And you can find me at Janae Peavy, and the podcast is at Conscious Contact on Instagram. And I will offer up the alternative viewpoint that if you have a friend that's a drama llama and you're listening to this podcast, maybe you can understand a little bit more about them, decide what your boundaries are, not need to change them, not send this to them, and uh, work on how you deal with people that are dramatic in your life. Okay, I'm going to second what you said. (laughs) Don't edit out what I said, but I'm on your your side now. (laughs) I I love that. I love that. Yes. Thank you, Janae. I always appreciate the other side. Uh, Same. Thank you.